Welcome to the Empowering Health Journeys podcast, the podcast that just might challenge your association between the diagnosis and the prognosis, where you might be inspired to try a new superfood, supplement, or herb. Please understand we do not assess, diagnose, treat, prescribe, or cure. We do encourage you to consider what possibilities today's topic might add to your health and wellness journey. And now, here's your host, Lana Kirtley. Hi, welcome. Today episode is with a lovely individual, Arnell Karras. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Good. So let's jump right into the middle of this. I know a little bit about Arnell's story, but I want our listeners to understand. So tell me a little bit about your journey, where you were, what happened, and what's brought you to this place of health all right. Well, thank you. First of all, let me just say congratulations to you, Lana, on the launch of your podcast. This is just so exciting. What a great adventure for you. I am so thrilled to be your first guest. So thank you for having me on. So yes, yeah, so my story. Well, I'll just start by saying my world kind of came crashing down when I made a trip to the ER in an ambulance. I was experiencing chest pains and shortness of breath and just, you know, felt like I was going to faint. And yeah, so end up going to the ER and having a bunch of uh, evaluations done and turned out I was suffering from severe anemia. And in the process, they, they found some nodules on my thyroid. So that pretty much led to lots and lots of additional meetings with doctors I started off, I, you know, at the time, I kind of knew something was going on, but I had two small children and I was just kind of pushing it off as, oh, well, just trying to keep up with them. How long ago was this? How old were you at the time? Well, it was about 12 years ago. So I was in, in my 40s. Yeah, it was just, I, I literally couldn't get off the couch. I was just no energy, just having just such a feeling of overwhelm. I mean, even just simple tasks like going to put laundry in the wash. It was just like, I, I just didn't even feel motivated to do anything, you know, but going to the ER, that was just kind of the, the point where it all all hit. So I was sent to a hematologist who prescribed iron for me. I went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor who then began monitoring my thyroid and the nodules. And that that went on for, oh, at least a year until it was showing that my the one nodule in particular was getting larger. And then it came back as calcification on it. And he's like, oh, well, this isn't good. We need to remove that. So then I had half of my thyroid thyroid removed, went through that surgery, and still not feeling well. He then, and I don't know why this didn't happen sooner, sent me to an endocrinologist, which I should have been working with from the beginning. You know, there you go, hindsight, it was just like, if I had to do it all over again, definitely start off with with her. We'll all learn that and admit to that Uh, in life. Yes. So, you know, prior to, to moving to the endocrinologist, I had gone to my gynecologist to, you know, after explaining all of what was going on, she really thought it best that I go on some antidepressants. That was hard for me because I was just, you know, I'm not a, not a medicine person, don't like to take anything. And, you know, when she was telling me that I was just like, I think I resisted a lot because I just felt like I wasn't capable of handling things on my own, you know, like I needed that help. But, but she's like, you know, just take it for a 
as a temporary thing just to get you over this hump. And so, so I did. I started doing that. So proceeding to the endocrinologist, once I, I went and met with her, she took one look at my x-rays and was just like, oh, well, you have Hashimoto thyroiditis. It's like, look at, see the, the little bumpy pattern on, on your, your thyroid. That's, you know, all, all indication that it's there. And she's like, so are you feeling, uh, you know, are your hands and your feet cold? And are you experiencing some weight gain and hair loss and sluggish? And I'm going, how do you know all this? Yes, of course I am. And, and she's like, yeah, that's, that's what's going on. And so then she started me on a hormone replacement, which of course, you know, took a while to get established and adjusted. And, but then again, it was another, another, another drug that I just didn't really want to have. Then I was still experiencing the anemia. I just couldn't get into a normal range. So the hematologist said, well, I'm going to send you to a gastrologist just to, you know, check and see, you know, if you have any in- internal bleeding or just what's going on. So send you to one more special, <sighs> another one. So I move, <laughs> I go, go to, to this doctor and, you know, have all the scope prods. Turns out I'm suffering with uh, reflux and GERD and Barrett's esophagus. Of course, he wants me to start the purple pill, you know, well, and then, you know, stay away from those certain types of foods that cause problems, you know, the acidic kind of foods and greasy foods and, and that type of thing. And, and pretty much just, yeah, take this pill and, and come back in a year. You know, once again, me resisting medication, I was just like, I, I really don't want another pill. So in the meantime, you know, I'm, I'm kind of researching, looking up things and, you know, reading every book in the library that I can find that, of, of you know, well, what, what are the treatments of, of Hashimoto and, you know, how can you kind of treat this in a natural way. And I kind of come across a, a functional medicine doc. You know, I've, there's really no, no physician that's considered an autoimmune doctor. You know, like all these doctors that I was, I've been seeing all these specialists, they're narrowing in on their, the one particular issue that I was having, but they have a very specific focus on a component of our body versus looking at the whole the whole entity and and the talkings between the whole entity. Exactly. Right. And that that's exactly what the functional medicine doctor will do is is look at the whole body, really try to find the root cause of, of why things are happening. Oh, I find found a local functional medicine doctor in my area, went in and had some panel of evaluations, and turns out that I had, you know, quite a few imbalances happening. And she put me on different supplements and vitamins, like uh, vitamin B and D and magnesium and um, omega-3 and L-glutamine and, you know, different probiotics, all, all those good things things. And then her suggestion was removing gluten and dairy. So that was, that's kind of where I was. I, I was, you know, giving all of these different medications to take and, and then having her, you know, tell me giving these recommendations. And so I was just like, you know, I really want to approach my condition in a natural way. I really, my goal was to eventually get off of all the antidepressants and, you know, really try not to be on these different medications for the rest of my life. And so I kind of just took all that and I just said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself a year since the gastrologist said, you know, to come back in a year, figured I'm going to try doing what the, the functional medicine doctor said and not fill the prescription from the gastrologist and just, you know, see if I could 
do it on my own with eliminating those certain foods. I could tell just within a few weeks after eliminating the gluten and the dairy that I was feeling better. I mean, I, my energy was getting better and I, I didn't have that. I, I get kind of a nausea, kind of just an off feeling, like just something isn't right when I have gluten and that was going away. So, so fast forward a year later, I, I go to the gastrologist and, you know, he greets me. How's it going? I said, you know, I'm feeling better. And I was telling him the, the different things that I was doing and the different foods eliminating. And, and he's like, and you're taking the medication. And I was like, well, actually, no, I didn't get it filled. And oh my, <laughs> he, he was just like, just started lecturing me. Like I told you to take this. You have a precancerous condition with the Barrett's esophagus. You're putting your life at risk. You need you need to listen to me and take this medication. So I was kind of like, at that point, do I really want to go under, you know, be put to sleep here to have this scope, you know, after he's just gone through all of this. And, but I did, it was okay. And, but I still, I, I, I was walking out of this appointment, just feeling awful, just like, well, you know, questioning myself, did I, did I really do what was right? Or, you know, was I putting myself at risk? And deep down, I just, I really felt like, no, this, this was the, the action I needed to take. So one week later, I get the call from the nurse with my, my lab results. And, you know, she's saying, well, the, things are looking better. Your, your gastritis, your, your GERD is in a, in a mild range and, and things are looking better. And, and she didn't, say anything about the Barrett's and I, I so I was like well so and what about the Barrett's and she's like well there's nothing written down here no no indications and she's let me just double check and so she goes back and you know she says well yeah you definitely had that diagnosis from the last time and I was but she says there's nothing there <laughs> so I was just like that did it that was just like that was it that was my verification that, that what I was doing was working it was better with you know, I didn't have to take the medication. So then I was kind of like, well, what else can I do? You know, what more, what more could I, I work on? Cause I was still like, especially my face, I, I still had breakouts and some kind of a rash and, and you know, I really wanted to get that cleared up. And so that's when I, I found um, AIP, that's the autoimmune protocol, yep. which, um, you know, if I had to, describe it, I guess I would say it's, it's, it's a healing way of living. It's a whole body approach where you're really, you know, not only looking at the food that you put into your body, but also the sleep that you get, keeping stress out, getting good exercise, movement, and, you know, just good, healthy relationships with, with others. Approach to our health and wellness. Let's stop for a second here because you used the word autoimmune protocol for AIP. What other than the Hashimoto's, what all would fall into the phrase autoimmune? What is autoimmune in in a very autoimmune disease is when your body begins attacking itself pretty much. And there's um there's actually over a hundred different conditions, you know, with many more kind of in the pipeline as possible diagnoses of, of autoimmune disease. So it's it's something that um, it can happen just in various parts of your body, different organs. It's those cells that are attacking those areas. And so like in my case, my thyroid has been so damaged from the attack that it doesn't function. So at all or just a little bit? Well, yeah, the half that I have left, it was at about 
30%, but now over the years, it's, it, I don't have any, okay. any functioning. Yeah. That other Yes. Hand. Yes. It's not theoretically functioning. Okay. Right. Right. Give us and for our listeners, what are maybe the top 10 most common autoimmune diseases that fall into that bucket? What would they be? Um, well, as a matter of fact, that was my little handout that I had for everybody to see. Yeah, the, I, some of the ones I'm just looking over here, I have uh, like psoriasis or rheumatoid arthritis, um, type 1 diabetes, lupus, ulcerative colitis, multiple sclerosis, a lot of, you know, it's, it's actually a lot of the commercials that you see on TV that are, that are uh, you know, sharing what drugs you should be taking. A lot of those are all autoimmune. You just listen. They don't say that, but, but they are. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> we don't put them into the one big bucket of autoimmune. No. Fundamentally, it is a form of our cells. Is it our white cells that are struggling, but trying to protect, trying to attack, trying to manage at least one part of our body and God knows which organ or part of our body it's going to be. Right. I mean, that that's still a mystery as to what exactly triggers your body to kind of, or it's, it's your, your immune system to kind of get out of whack and get its signals crossed as to, you know, why it starts going after you. Yep. Um, yeah. That's that that's still an unknown, but that that's what happens. And you know, there's they're thinking that it can be something that you have a potential through hereditary, you know, just just genetics that you could uh, be more prone to a, a certain autoimmune condition happening in you. It could be some trigger from the environment, or you know, just lifestyle type things. So this other part of this autoimmune protocol, you are well-versed in, trained in, share and coach others on. So fundamentally, you're looking at, is it somewhat of an elimination diet? And then you bring back in what one by one, one component of our dietary plate. Explain a little bit about how this protocol works. So yes, it it, it is an elimination where you're you're primarily removing any any foods that could be particular uh, triggers uh, for your body because you're you want you have inflammation in your body from the the autoimmune condition and so you don't want to add any more inf- inflammation by eating foods that are going to make it worse. So the goal is to take out all those. There's a list of foods that you remove and then. Yes, you would go back and, and after a certain period of time, replace them. However, during all this time, you're also a key component is adding in nutrient rich foods, things that are going to heal your gut, you know, boost your functioning, give you just give you all those vitamins and nutrients that you need that really support your body and, and kind of, you know, really propel it forward. Okay. Um, so you're working for it and not, not against it. Yep. So you're finding your kryptonites, per se, um, whatever your kryptonites are as compared to what mine might be in the process. So Mm -hmm. out of curiosity, which are your biggest kryptonites? 
your person. Well, definitely the gluten and the dairy. Dairy, like goat versus sheep versus um, cow? To be honest, I, I've, I've never had sheep or goat milk. You know, those are, if you if you get them um, in a, a raw version, I hear, hear they are, you know, more palatable or tolerable for, for people. But yeah, so I guess it, mostly I just stay away from the cow. Yeah. Yep. So then cheeses, cottage cheese, creams. There's other things to replace, like coconut milk is a great, great substitute. And, you know, it's amazing once once you, you know, find out these different recipes and different things to substitute. It really isn't bad, you know, find those alternatives, which are just as tasty. It's replace. It's not a deny. Oh, no, right. We need to, when we talk about the elimination diet, we need to adjust our wording somewhat to say that it's maybe higher quality replacement diet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good way to yeah say it. You know, it's kind of the process of looking at it and going, elimination feels like denial forever and ever. Amen as mm-hmm. compared to the process of exciting adventure of exploring. Well, what can mm-hmm. I place that with? What can I learn versus this? If this food is in part what got you into this mess, then I really don't think that you really want to bring it back. To oh, right, right. In that journey of exploring, what's maybe even better and more exciting and makes me feel even more alive without the negative kryptonite effects of it? Definitely. I mean, and and to be honest, I've in this process of adding some of these nutrient rich rich foods, I've really expanded my my food selection. I mean, I've tried things that I I'd never tried. You know, you walk through the supermarket and you you see these different things. And you're like, I'm not buying that because I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what it is. You know, say for instance, plantain. I'd never try that, and now actually, I just made some toast tones yesterday. You know, it, it's so I've I've definitely added some foods in, to, and it's it's been great. I mean, it's like a whole new world of of food choices. So yeah, so there is a lot of, of advantage to to this, but you do need to keep an open mind and be willing to try some new things and you know give it a chance. So out of curiosity, your mom now they're older littles, you know, right? You're not cooking three different dishes. No. Everybody eats the same way. What have you seen other shifts for your partner or for your children within this whole journey? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'll give you a good example. My husband was his breakfast in the mornings were always oatmeal, you know, cereal, a bagel, you know, just whatever he could get his hands on. And he would be crashing in the afternoon and, you know, just not feeling good. My go-to, which I've now just shown him how to eat and can't can't get him to stop um, is a is a, a breakfast hash you know we it has a, a protein we switch it up it could be sausage or or ham or you know shredded chicken whatever and then just tons of vegetables we put sweet potatoes and kale and peppers and mushrooms it's, it's kind of every week it's different uh, you know based on what we have but then we just make a big batch and then that's our, our breakfast each morning with a little, we might have some avocado on the side, a little bit of sauerkraut, uh, our probiotic, and sometimes a fried egg on top. I mean, it's wonderful. And and he's just, that gets him up in the morning because he's like, I can't wait to have my hash, you know? So yeah, it, it's it's definitely been a change for, for the good. Yeah. That's cool. 
and your kids just eat that way and they don't know any different kind of right right I mean they're you know I'm not like banning all foods I mean I don't want them to become resentful of you know certain foods or not feeling like they can't have it I'm just helping them make good choices uh, you know for the for the long run well in the sanity if if you're the primary cook in the home then the sanity of not making four different dishes to appease everybody right right just playing nice i mean if you go out to a restaurant you pick what you want and they pick what they want and as they grow they'll come to understand that Jeez, I think mom's kryptonite is also my kryptonite. And yeah, right. You know, it's okay. That's part of the journey. And sometimes we got to go through the mud puddle the hard way. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) right, right. So out of curiosity, as you've gone through this, is there any supplements that you've added to your regime that you didn't have in there 10, 15 years ago? Well, the ones that I mentioned, the the vitamin B and D, now we've I've added C to to that, you know, just with all the, the illness going around, that that that's beneficial. Yeah, so those those are probably my main ones that I've I've stuck to. I, I've really as far as probiotics, I've really been experimenting with making my own like sauerkraut. That's been fun. You know, because having that little bit um, in each day is good, good for your digestion and, you know, keeps the, the good, good bugs, as they say, in your gut. I'll just put out a little blurb. I'm actually going to be a part of an, an AIP summit that's coming up and I'm going to be one of the presenters. I will be, so that's what I'm presenting, how to make your own sauerkraut. No way. We will be sure to add a link for that summit. That would be awesome, yeah. So that people can yeah. go and find you and listen in on yes. sour. But I'll just say, it's it's very easy. It, it, you can get this uh, particular kind of jar called a Fido jar. Uh-huh. And it and all you need is the cabbage shredded and, and some sea salt and, and your jar. And just tune in to, to my little presentation and I'll show you how to put those all together. But it's, it's simple and yeah, it's, it's easy. And it tastes so much better. I mean, I grew up, my family made, we made crocs of sauerkraut, you know, with my relatives. And the, the taste of it is just amazing compared to stuff you buy in the store. It's just like, that's not sauerkraut. You know, well, you- and there's, so providing those bugs into our digestive system and mm-hmm. therefore um, helping to feed that. So if we think that we're taking uh, probiotics, then a fermented food is a great version of a probiotic. Absolutely. So that's, and it's fun to build it. I mean, oh yeah. Cool. So we'll have to look for that. And um, please to our listeners know that as soon as possible, we'll get links added to the um, website. Yes, that, that will be, um, it's the first week of, of January that it'll be um, presented. Okay. So, but in the meantime, we will um, sometime within the next, between the time that this airs in January 1st of 21, mm-hmm. a link will be added so that if somebody's Great. listening to this in February, they can go back and see it. If somebody's listening to this in October, then they can be prepared. Mm-hmm. So either way, it's great. Good. Thank you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 
What other things do you do to find some balance in your world? Well, I, I try to take a walk every morning. Uh, that's really, and especially now that we've gotten a new dog, that, that is a good motivation. Um, sleep for me is, is really key. I you know, try to have a, a good uh, bedtime. Uh, at least I shoot for, for 10, at, at least by 11. But if I don't get enough sleep, I, I, I really feel it. Um, yeah, stress is, is huge too, as far as you know, if, if things are not going well or they just have a lot happening, I can feel it the next day. Just my, my body just, it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't uh, snap back like it used to. And, and, but I think it's part of it is just knowing that and then taking those precautions of, of self-care. Um, I do yoga, which is, is, you know, I guess that's my kind of gift to myself. Uh, each week. Um, I don't know. I, I, am, I practice my, my faith and I think, you know, keeping up with uh, worship and, and my church family and um, doing devotions with my family, you know, maintaining a, a close relationship with God is important. Um, yeah, I guess those, those would be my main things. Those are your main ones. Yeah. Oh, um, as we wrap up, um, Arnell, thank you for joining me today. Um, thank you for your wisdom and your perspective. The fact that um, you fundamentally kicked Hashimoto's, <laughs> and and that's inspiring. That's I uh, thank you for sharing that, and that's why I wanted to talk to you and share you with the listeners is to inspire that there are options, that the diagnosis is very different from the prognosis. Absolutely. To inspire that, mm -hmm. listen to yourself, listen to what feels right and empowering your health journey. It is your journey mm -hmm. and, and not handing over the reins completely. That's all part of it. And yes, we need all of these different components. They're analyzing, they're, they're trying to diagnose. And I fully respect that and mm -hmm. appreciate the integration of all of it, knowing that we have to look after ourselves. First mm -hmm. and foremost, we know our health better than anybody else. And that's, yeah, that's the good stuff. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we'll wrap this up today. So listeners, please feel free to check out more. And thank you, Arnell. As we wrap up this episode, then we welcome you to check out the Empowering Health Journeys website, Facebook page, and group. On the site, you will find links for guest goodies, their info, as well as that of our advertisers and sponsors. Please feel free to share and subscribe to this podcast to stay in the information loop. And the five-star rating room review would be appreciated. We hope that you're feeling inspired because empowering health journeys is kind of our jam or salad. Okay, well, I do have some uh, an upcoming um, exciting uh, adventure for me. I'm going to be running a, I'm calling it a five-day quest, which um, is called First Steps with Autoimmune Disease, Proactively Manage Your Condition. 
and I will be kicking this off on September 14th. And it's kind of uh, designed around, you know, you've received your diagnosis of an autoimmune, autoimmune disease and it's kind of like, well, well, now what? What do I do? And um, I'm going to provide some, some structure and some kind of first steps of building a good foundation of how you can put yourself in the driver's seat and, you know, be an advocate for yourself and, you know, really um, be take proactive steps towards uh, managing your autoimmune condition. So um, I hope that if you, you or someone you know, you know, would be benefit from that, then please sign up. It's, it's free. Um, and um, all the information, if you sign up um, to receive my newsletter or um, follow me on Facebook, um, you'll, I'll be posting all that information then so you'll you'll find the avenue to to sign up to join it so excellent we will okay. we will add that to the facebook group we'll add it to pages that we need to to help with the exposure the awareness for you and for um, our listeners thank you arnell